You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, where we as a community work on becoming wealthy holistically. I'm your host, Donnie, and each week, myself or a guest will be sharing words of wisdom so we can elevate our lives together. So without further ado, let's get wealthy. Welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Show. It's me, Donnie, here, and I did not warn you guys of the break that I was about to take, and I actually didn't even plan to do that. But I wanted to take some time to upgrade the show, okay? I'm trying my hardest to make this show, um, not that it's not good, but like I just want to make it better, okay? So as you can see, we're trying new settings. We are changing things up, okay? We're changing the music. We're changing all the things while still keeping the same essence and all that good stuff. So Okay, let me not mess up the setting. My gosh. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, so of course I have to shout out all the people that have been leaving reviews on the show. I see your reviews and I appreciate you so, so much. And I think that it's so cute when you guys like leave um, more specific details about how you feel about certain episodes and the show and all of that. So I appreciate it. But if you listen to the show, you guys know that we are on a journey to 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts specifically. So if you listen to the show and you enjoy it, even if you've just enjoyed one episode, even if you just enjoyed one thing I said, I would just very much appreciate if you went and left a review and let me know how you felt about it. And all the reviews are anonymous. I don't know who's leaving the reviews because you can type whatever name you want to type on there. It can be one, two, three, four, five if you want to. So all I need is you to let me know how you like the show. Even if you don't want to leave words, just leave a star rating. I would appreciate it. It helps the show grow. It helps us reach more people. And yeah. Okay. So anyway, today I was going, I planned like a really cute show or I thought it was going to be cute. And then as I was planning the show, the Lord started speaking to me. And he it was it was a personal conversation to me. Um, But I think that he was trying to get me to see that even though I thought this episode was going to be cute, that this topic is a big deal to him. (laughs) And so he kind of took over the show. Um, So I must tell you, I must tell you all what the show was originally going to be. And then we'll get into what he told me as we go. But before I do that, I do want to pray over this episode I was going to do it off camera, and then I was, me and Jasmine, Jasmine's here in the background, y'all, but <laughs> I was going to do it off camera, and then I, we were like, no, I should just do it on the show. So let's pray really quick. Um, Lord, we thank you so much for the words of wisdom that you've imparted into me today to share with everyone that's listening to the show. Please lead me and guide me and allow me to share everything that's on your heart and everything that you want the audience to know. And please, Lord, let this touch somebody and let this be exactly what they needed to hear. And I just appreciate you, God, for even um, allowing me to be a vessel. And I don't take it lightly. And please... Just word my mouth, Lord, because I'd be saying crazy stuff. So just word my mouth (laughs) Um, and just allow your presence to come into the room and for um, people to be transformed in some way from this episode. And thank you, Jesus, for um, this wonderful community that you're building. And we love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so 
I was going to talk about entering my spoiled girl era. Okay, so <sighs> people, people in my life have always said that I act old and overly responsible and overly like put together, like from a young, young age. Okay, and the thing about that is. Yes, I agree. I've I've definitely have given that, right? But when I was a little kid, that was something that I was always celebrated for, was how mature I was. And so you combine that with being the oldest child, and I am 10 years older than my sister, so I'm basically her mom. Um, and then on top of that, I'm the oldest grandchild. And then for as long as I can remember, I've always just been put in these leadership positions and I didn't always ask for them. Like, I just, all throughout my childhood, just always being the leader of something. I was the president of my daycare. What does that even mean? Um, I was the president of choir. I remember I had just started this school, like this new school. And the first week I was there, they were voting for the choir president. And for some reason, everyone voted for me, even though they didn't know me. And that was just very interesting. Um, and there was a girl that was like really upset about it. She was so mad. She was like, she just got here. I wanted this. And so if you're listening, girl, I'm so sorry. Um, you're probably not listening, but I'm so sorry because you deserved it. <laughs> I was very surprised that y'all voted for me. Um, and then what else? I was like um, over the music for the youth ministry at the Potter's House North. Like there was just so many instances where people just like handpicked me to lead things. And I didn't know what I was doing necessarily, but I did what I thought was good or what I had seen people do. And so what I saw leaders do was be very mature, very put together, always have the answers. And when you start becoming that person and everyone looks at you that way, they start putting a lot of responsibility on you. And that's what ended up happening. I just kept finding myself in these positions where I just had a lot of heavy things to carry. Um, and then on top of that, I think just as a kid, like I just went through a lot of things and I didn't even, I, I always looked at myself as very blessed. And I think that it's because my family, I don't know if you're a black person, you can probably relate. Like growing up in a black household, we're always taught to be grateful for everything. Be grateful. You could be on the side of the road. You could be homeless, whatever. Like, and it's just like, but Yes, I could be homeless and yes, I'm grateful for what I have, but give me the space to be like, my life is not the greatest at the same time, you know, or to be sad about whatever I'm sad about. Like normally they just always are bringing that up, like just be grateful, be grateful. And so I never really looked at a lot of the things that I went through as traumatic as they were. Like I, I kind of like suppressed them or acted like they weren't as big of a deal until I got into therapy and I realized like, oh, I've been through a lot of things. And even now, like when traumatic things happen, I'm always the one that is like very calm and I keep it together and I act like, oh, it's not that serious. Right. And not that it's not that I'm not feeling the weight of things, but I think it's just because I'm always the person that has to keep it together normally. Um, but also, too, like when you've just been through a lot, a lot of times your body doesn't react in a normal way to like crazy things that are happening so anyway fast forward to now <laughs> I over the last two years I've just been through a lot like I just I've lived a whole life in the last two years and I 
was like feeling like I'm just tired of my life feeling heavy, you know? And I told myself, I was like, going into this next season, um, regardless of the fact that I still don't have certain things in place that I really want to have, I decided, I was like, I'm going to have a light life. Like, I want my life to feel light. I want to feel light, like, as a person. I want to feel like I'm not always carrying a load, you know? And so I was like, that's what the episode is going to be. I'm going to talk about that and how I'm going to transition. And we're all going to talk about how we're going to enter our spoiled girl era. And instead of giving, giving, giving and trying to be a certain thing, we're going to like talk about how we can be in a position to receive and be in a position to where we can, you know, just allow for people to take care of us and for our needs to be met and for God and the universe to just supply everything that we need and not like, you know, <laughs> not always be hustling for things. Because I feel like that. I, I just always been in a state of like hustling or figuring out my own problems. And I'm tired. I don't want to do that anymore. And so, yeah, I was like, we're going to do a little like we're going to map some stuff out and stuff. And that's not what we're going to do now, because <laughs> as I was as I was sitting here planning this episode, God started speaking and, um, he was just like, well, one, I do want to point this out too. I feel like also I'm in a stage where I'm finally ready to receive love, like in a romantic sense. And oftentimes when you start dating, um, especially men, they always love to point out with women like me that, we are not operating in our feminine energy or, you know, whatever. And so they always like to be, they like to point out the fact that there's not a lot of room for them to do, you know, what men do, like, which is provide or like showcase their value and how they can add value to your life. If you have everything that you already need, they, they're like, how do I fit into that? And now I'll say before I thought that was the dumbest argument. But now I feel like they're just not articulating what they're trying to say properly. I feel like what when you're someone like me that's always had to have everything together, it's not even just that you have so many things together and someone can't add to that. It's more so that you don't know how to receive the help. So you can ask for help, even if you have all of the things you can ask people, hey, can you help me? Or hey, can you do this for me? But oftentimes when you're someone like me, you don't even think to ask for the help or you don't even make space for someone to come in and help and assist and be there for you. And so I want to change that. I want to like get into a state where I am always open to receiving and I'm actually consciously thinking of how somebody can help me and be there for me and support me. And so back to God. Um, <laughs> when God was talking to me, he started saying, he was just like, um, sweetheart, I, I keep putting you in this uncomfortable situation that you're in because I keep trying to let you know that you need to stop trying to fix the situation because I'm going to fix it. And so to give more context to that, I'm right now in a stage where I want this chapter of my life to be over so bad. Like so bad. And so <laughs> there's one big thing that I need or that I want um, to happen. And I totally thought the coast was clear. 
I could move forward and try to make this happen on my own. And that was not what happened. Every time, like no matter what I tried, no matter what I did, I kept getting every door closed on me. Like I kept looking for solutions. I kept trying to figure out how I can make this happen so that I can start this next chapter. And everything just continues to not work. Like literally there is no way out of the situation that I have. I feel like it's a situation I put myself in. Um, But ultimately, as God started speaking to me, he was just trying to show me that like, hey, I wherever you're lacking, even if you feel like you're not enough, if you feel like you're not capable, um, I'm I'm capable. I'm more than capable of showing up and supplying all your needs, whether you feel like you're worthy or not. It doesn't matter if you got yourself into that situation or not. I'm here to, you know, fill in the gap of whatever you're lacking in. That's what I'm here to do. I want to take care of you. I want to be a good, good father. Like that's what the Bible says that he is a good father, but he can't, I, I'm not even allowing him to do that. I'm not allowing him to be that to me. And I was just telling one of my friends, I was like, I realized the reason that this season has been so hard, like this part of the season, cause it's been hard the whole time, but this part specifically has been really triggering for me. And I think it's because I know, I know it's because He's I'm starting to feel towards God what I've felt towards my earthly fathers. And I've always done a really good job of separating the two. Like I never have felt like God isn't going to take care of me. I've never felt like God um, is wishy-washy with me. Anything negative. You know how a lot of people feel anxiety when it comes to God and like is he going to do whatever he said he's going to do? Or is he going to show up for me? Or why isn't he answering my prayers or whatever? Anytime I've ever dealt with a situation like this where um, I've had to trust him, it's always, I've always been fine, right? I've, all, I've never doubted who God said he was and if he was going to actually be who he said he, would, he was. Whereas with my earthly fathers, <laughs> Um, my biological dad, he left when I was like three months or something like that. Like he broke up with my mom. So then he just wasn't in my life. He decided that on his own, that he wasn't going to be around. Um, and then when I was about nine years old, my mom, she filed child support because I just kept asking questions that she could not answer. And so the only way to get me answers was so that I would physically or it was for me to physically be around him and him give me the answers himself. Um, But of course the court ordered for visitation, right? And so we started doing the visitation and it just abruptly stopped. He moved away, never heard from him again. And so um, I also had, I have um, a dad that my mom married. I just, if I reference my dad at all, that's who I'm referencing. I'm I don't really call my biological father dad. Um, So with him, he was always there, but he would get frustrated with me because I wasn't validating his actions, which I didn't really know how to do as a child. And my parents were young parents. And so they they did a lot of things that, you know, they probably shouldn't or whatever. But I don't I get it like they were young. Um, so yeah, so a lot of times he just wasn't able to handle the fact that I didn't know how to receive him. 
And so that was really hard. Like when you're putting in all this effort and you're trying to make a kid feel loved and then they, you feel like you're not getting the reaction you were looking for, like that's really hard. And so I totally get that. He had a really hard time with that. And so I also got that pushed back and I kept feeling like, well, I disappointed him too. So the other one, I don't know what I did to him, but he left. And then I disappointed this one. <laughs> so um, I just, you know, like it is what it is. So with them or with men in general, it was always this game of like trying to please the person before they decided that I wasn't doing a good enough job of pleasing them. But with God, I always felt like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm always going to please him. He's always going to love me. Like it's, it just, I just never doubted it. And I think that's my grandparents doing, like they did a really good job of helping me to see God for who he was instead of looking at him and comparing him to my earthly father, you know, cause all throughout the Bible, we just refer to him as our father. So a lot of people like make that connection, but I just didn't. <laughs> so because of that, I think right now, this is the first time where I felt like everything that God has told me, everything that God's been promising me, it is not coming to pass. And so Every, of course, I can sit here and read Job and read about how he waited for years for his season of suffering to be over and all this stuff. And it's like, as much as I want to sit here and say that that encouraged me, it didn't. It didn't. And I'm sure there's a lot of us, like, I just want to be real, you know, because I feel like a lot of people in their faith, they get online and they talk about these stories in the Bible and they talk about these different things that they heard or, you know, talk about somebody else's story, somebody else's testimony and talk about how it encouraged them. Um, when you are tired of suffering, a lot of things don't encourage you. They just don't. And so, <laughs> and so, yes, you can probably say, oh, you need to read your Bible more. You need to be praying more, whatever it is, because that's why you're not your heart is not in alignment with God. And I want to counter that and just say, when you're in pain, when you are suffering, that is easier said than done. That's just the reality of it. It's, I have always struggled with anxiety. And so as much as I want to sit here and say, I could just change my thoughts, I can just pray, I can do all the things. I, it just, it's sometimes it's not that simple. Some days it's not that simple. Um, and so, yes, the enemy tries to talk to me just like he tries to talk to everybody else and plant thoughts in my head and make me think that things are worse than they are. And, you know, in some days it really does bother me. I'm just like, God, why would you allow this to be happening? Why would you allow me to? Because ultimately I start I began feeling like um, and I'm going to talk about this in, in the next episode where I'm because on the next episode, I'm going to talk about fasting because I ended up doing a fast. But ultimately, I was like, God, I don't want to sit here and look stupid. Like, this makes you look stupid. <laughs> and he's he, of course, is like, no, it doesn't. But I was like, if you, if I'm saying I'm doing all of these things unto you, and I'm trying to follow your plan, and you told me to move here and do this and do that. And then I'm trying to do those things. And then every time I attempt it, it is not working, it is not flowing. You know, this just makes both of us look real dumb, you know? I'm like, I, I would think that you would want for the people that are being obedient to you, the people that are doing what you asked them to do, I would think that you would want things to flow for them. I would think that you would want things to work out so that people can see the evidence of how good you are, right? And so 
at, like I said, he began to speak to me and he was just like, I keep trying to get you to see that I'm trying to take care of things for you. You keep trying to come up with solutions. You keep trying to problem solve. You keep trying to find ways to make things happen. And that's always what I've done. In the, that's always been what I've done in the past. In the past, I've always, it's always been a trade off of like, okay, God, I'll use my gifts. I'll do all these things if you bless me. And so that worked for a while. He did exactly that. He, I would use my gift. He would bless me. I would use my gift and he would bless me. But now he's saying and he's telling me, you're past that. I am at a point now where my faith needs to grow. And like I heard somebody say this the other day. Say they said something about how your faith has to be tested in order to see if it's real. Um, It's just like when people test their relationship with somebody. Right. Somebody that's been through things. A lot of times they'll test their partner and do little stuff to see how they'll react or see if they really are genuine about feeling deep feelings for them, right? Or if they're really going to stay or if they're really, it's the same thing with your faith. Oftentimes when you get to new levels in your relationship with God and your faith, like bigger problems will arise, bigger things will happen and God will allow it just to see if you are actually as committed to him and his and what he's called you to do And also, too, if you really trust him, right, he said all these things to you and you keep saying you trust him. Do you actually trust him? Like, there's no way to really tell unless there is a period of testing of that. Right. And so he's been he's been telling me that he's like all your life. My my walk with him has been kind of easy. Like, I've always felt like I have had favor. I've always felt like, you know, he's been a good father. I've always been able to make logical sense of what he's been doing. Even if I didn't like the season I was in, I could always make logical sense of it. And this is the first time where I can't, this is the first time I can't get myself out of it, figure it out, whatever. And so he keeps trying to show me that like, I'm, I'm, and this is what he said, because I wrote it out so that I could say it to y'all. Um, he said that he's been trying to reprogram me. He's been trying to reprogram the hustling, the people pleasing and, you know, all of the things that I used to do in order to get to my destination. Like he's been trying to train me out of that. And so in this period of him pruning me, he he's had me in this waiting period because that's where he can actually mold me and transform me and change me and renew my spirit and make me new and and build up these new these new um, characteristics for me, you know, to carry into the next season of life. And so he's just, he's just been trying to show me that like, I am already in a position to receive. (laughs) I've, I've always been in a position to receive, but I am not allowing him to give to me. I'm not allowing him to pick up the slack and do what he said he's going to do. And I sit here and I say he's a miracle worker and he can do all these things. And I tell people all these wonderful things all the time, but then I'm not allowing him to do it. And so maybe I wanted to share this because maybe some of you are in a similar situation, you know, where you're thinking like you're ready for a new season. You're ready for God to like give you the things that he's been promising you. Or maybe you're just like, I am tired of my life. I'm just really tired of my life and I deserve to move on. Um, I think that God has been trying to show all of us, like, if you just be obedient and do the things I'm calling you to do, then the rest will flow. 
Okay, really quick, editing Donnie is here tapping in because I forgot to mention while recording this that one of the reasons that this was so um, hard for me, like this whole process of surrendering to God and just allowing him to take care of me was because the things that he was asking me to do were not related to any of my gifts. And so my confidence moving forward and doing the things that he told me to do, they weren't hard things. They're not difficult things um, per se. Like they're very much doable. People do them all the time, but they weren't things that I know that I can make impact with or things that I know for a fact that I'm really good at or that I can like, you know, that I feel confident in. And so he, I felt like he was stripping me of everything that brought me confidence or that made me who I was. And for you to tell me that things are going to change and for me to not do anything and then also like taking away everything that would be an option for me as like a backup or just in case or, you know, just anything I would typically do to solve the problem. I couldn't do it because he kept pulling me away from those things that I used to do. Um, all the gifts that he's given me, all the things, or and, and I'm sure I have more gifts in me that he's trying to reveal to me. And this might be why he's doing that. But the gifts that I t- have typically leaned on and used to get this far, he's been pushing me away from using those gifts now. And so that has been really uncomfortable. And so that has contributed to me feeling really unsafe and like, just really unsure about everything, honestly. But I just wanted to add that in really quick. Now let's get back into what I was saying in the episode. And also too, I'll say that because I forgot to to touch on that. I, <laughs> like I said, in the past, I've always just been obedient, right? I've always just done what God asked me to do. And then I got a reward for that. But lately, the things that he's been asking me to do are things I'm very uncomfortable with. He's been asking me to be vulnerable online. He's been asking me to talk about my faith more. Uh, As you guys know, this podcast started as me talking about business and interviewing people and me and Gabby talking about like being wealthy and stuff. And now I'm over here talking about the Lord and and talking about what he'd be saying to me. And I have no problem talking about God. Everybody that knows me knows that is a consistent topic for me is to talk about the Lord. But on the internet, I do not. And the reason I don't is because a lot of people have judged me and they feel like me and the things I portray online don't align with me being a follower of Christ. And so to save myself the hurt and the trauma of people talking crazy to me, I just don't talk about it online like that. Uh, But God has been pushing me. And in a lot of ways over the last year or two, I've been disobedient. I keep trying to do stuff that I think is good. And he keeps saying, write the book, do the podcast, talk about me. That's all he's asked me to do. He said, talk about him, share my story. (laughs) And that's it. And for some reason, I won't do it. I have not gotten on here and, and done it. And I think because in my head... I, me doing all that is great. And I was like, I will get around to it. I will do it eventually. But that does not solve my issue right now. That doesn't make me, this doesn't make me a bunch of money like I used to make, or this doesn't, you know, like I don't, it's not adding up to me. And all he keeps asking me to do is be obedient. And so 
I think a lot of us, there's things that God keeps asking all of us to do on some level that we're not doing, or we keep thinking we'll get to it. And that's not the way to fix the problem quickly because we're all looking for a quick fix. We're all looking for quick relief, you know, and for whatever reason, we just keep trying to do other stuff for quick relief and it's not relieving anything. It's not helping us at all. And we just keep thinking it will. And so it's basically we're all insane. Uh, because, no, I'm kidding. We're not insane. But, you know, we're, we're suffering. We're in pain. And when you're in pain, you want to be out of pain. You're just trying to do anything you can to stop the pain. And ultimately, God is saying, yeah, maybe it won't happen. Maybe you won't be out of pain as quickly. Maybe, you know, this might be hard. It actually might be very painful. There's a, There might be a lot of growing pains because he's trying to develop you and mold you and and take you to a new level that's going to require you to be a different person. But ultimately, you you have to follow what you said. If you If you keep saying God's a good God, he's a good father, you have to trust that his decisions for you are in alignment with that, that they are for your good, that he really does have your best interest at heart. And maybe you can't see the finish line, but he knows how to orchestrate things to work out in such a beautiful way, like beyond what you could have ever imagined. So I think, I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's just for one person. Um, but like I said, he literally rewrote this whole episode so that I could tell y'all about it. <laughs> so hopefully this resonates with somebody because when he started telling me this, um, I literally started crying because I'm, it's been my whole life. It's been my whole life of me trying to make something work for myself. Like I've just felt like I've been fighting forever, you know, and I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. And he's been trying to tell me, you don't have to, he'll fight my battles. He'll do all, whatever needs to be done. He will take care of it. Um, but I have to take my hands off of it. So yeah, that's it y'all. Um, <laughs> no, but hopefully that, that helps somebody and let me know what y'all's thoughts are in the comments. Um, I love reading your thoughts. I love hearing what you guys have to say. Um, but I just want all of us to sit back and receive going into this next season, like the new year's coming up, but also too, I always feel like a new, a new season always starts in October. It's something about October. And I know in um, the Jewish calendar, I think it's the Jewish calendar. Maybe it's the, I don't know. It's one of them calendars, one of them ancient calendars. Um, they used to, the, the New Year's always in October. The New Year's in October. And that's always like a pivotal season for them because, um, we used to, me and my family used to celebrate it. I can't, I can't remember what the, y'all know, y'all know what I'm trying to reference, but it's like a whole thing like that they do. They celebrate it and they bring in the new year and all this stuff. But, um, I always just feel like things change and shift around this time. And so I think a lot of us are trying to figure out how we can like change our lives and myself included. Um, but maybe instead let's just focus on how we can, really lean into whatever God has been asking us to do, you know, and trust that he will change it this time. We don't, we don't necessarily have to do all the work. He'll do it. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Please tell me if y'all did, because I, I want to feel comfortable talking about Jesus with you guys. I do. <laughs> so hopefully y'all like that. <laughs> 
And I'll see y'all next week. Bye.